Hey, brother, can I help you find something? Or are you just looking around? I need a gun. Okay, we got lots of those. What do you need in particular? Handgun, shotgun, rifle? Something to put down a threat. <laughs> All right. All kinds of threats out there, though. Sure. You ever shoot before? Yeah. Okay, what do you like to shoot? Threats. Uh, right. I mean, what kind of gun do you like to shoot? I want a handgun. Okay, let's take a look at this one. The Super Mighty 215. 9mm, 12 rounds. It's Italian. Real popular. Put down a threat as long as the threat ain't, I don't know, a bear? Your threat ain't a bear, is it? It's a rat. <laughs> Maybe just get a trap. It's the king rat. I'll take the gun. Just like that, huh? like easy i just need you to fill this out for your background check shouldn't take more than a few minutes mr sam okay sam Let me get out my glasses to look at the sign here. How to pick up waitresses by Alpha Dow Productions. This must be the room. Jesus. I have to be out of my mind. Here I go. Welcome, my friend. Oh. Hey. Your name? Brendan. Welcome, Brendan. Here, fill out a name tag. Various colored markers are here to choose from. Okay, I'll choose green. Green. Interesting choice. Hmm. What? Oh, nothing. Uh, don't worry about it. Anyway, it looks like it's just going to be you and me today. So I'm going to get started. Okay. All right, everybody. Take a seat. And thanks for attending. I'm your instructor, Al. And I run Alpha Dow Productions. I've done this for many years. What do I do? I teach men to become exactly who they already are. I give them the tools. I give them the map. And then they take the territory. They capture what's theirs, like conquistadors, because inside every man is a conquistador. But they do it with minimal effort. Effort, you see, is the enemy. Effort hurts. Repeat that. Effort hurts. Uh, effort hurts. Very good. Very good. Now... When my grandfather passed away, the last thing he said to me was, try and pick up every waitress that serves you. And I think that's good advice. You'll learn a lot about how to pick up women at this seminar, but this is specifically about picking up waitresses. Waitresses are a great gateway for guys to learn about picking up women. With that said, I'm not here to help you use waitresses to practice picking up women. 
If you follow my instructions, you're going to actually be picking up waitresses, taking them home, and having sex with them. Have any of you ever had sex with a waitress? Uh, no. <laughs> and why do you think that is? Uh, well, none have been interested. I'm not surprised to hear you say that. Let me ask you this. How would you... Brendan. How would you, Brendan, try and pick up a waitress? Um... Here, let me be the waitress. Okay, and what can I get for you today? Um... Steak and eggs? Oh, very good choice. Anything to drink? Um, coffee. Cream or sugar? No, j- just black. And that's all? And maybe, uh, your, uh, sweet, uh, I'm sorry. My sweet what? Hey, Brendan, let me ask you this. Are you a chronic masturbator? Is this the waitress talking still? I'm guessing that's at least part of your problem. I'm not one of those guys who says you shouldn't clean your rifle every now and then, but you don't want to be doing that too frequently. Look, Mr. Dow. Al, Al, call me Al. Look, Al, I imagine you're a very good instructor. Dr. Miller said you could help me, but the truth is, I'm cursed. That's no attitude. Look, I know, but I think it's true. I just really have been having a tough time with women for a while. And nothing's going right. And uh, I got a message that I'm, well, I'm cursed. That I'm not going to be loved in the way I want to be loved. May I ask, how would you like to be loved? Look, I'm not sure, but I just don't want to waste your time. I don't think I'd be wasting my time with you. I think you're wrong about that, being cursed. I'll tell you what, you can always come back to me if you feel like it. And I'll help you become the conquistador I think you are at heart. But in the classroom next door to here is a packed seminar by this professor, Rebecca Morrison. She's a very attractive woman. I tried picking her up earlier. You know, not every woman can be picked up. Anyway, she's giving a lecture on this amazing book by this German guy, Dr. Messerschmidt, called Lights of Love. If you can find a seat in there, go listen. I think you'll learn something. Okay. Thanks. And stop whacking off so damn much. For real. Like maybe once a month or something like that. I'll take that under advisement. Good luck, Brendan. Okay. Dr. Messerschmidt's Lights of Love, 
a lecture by Rebecca Morrison. This is the room. Hi, can I help you find something? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I thought there was a lecture. We ended about a half an hour ago. Oh, thanks. Never mind. Sorry. I'm having a lecture next Tuesday if you're still interested. Yeah, uh, I'm really not sure what it's all about. I, I was just told by this guy, Al, giving a seminar down the hall that I needed to check it out. Alpha Tau? <laughs> yeah. You know, this isn't about picking up women or anything like that. I know. I, I'm not interested in that at all. Not at all. Well, I'm not gay or anything like that. It's just that, um, well, this is going to sound slightly mad, probably, but I'm cursed. I believe that's possible, but why do you think that? Well, I've been going in an isolation tank and having these visions. And I had a pretty convincing one that told me because I... Quite frankly, I had a child that was aborted when I was younger. And because of that, I'm cursed to not be loved. That's an intense vision. Who's been isolating you? Oh, this guy, Dr. Miller. Look, I have this device. It was invented by Dr. Messerschmidt, actually. Oh, yeah, I, I may have heard him talk on night visions on the radio once. Yeah, well, he has this theory that there are these psychic forces called light and dark. It's hard to explain what light and dark are. They're complicated. They're not just, like, good and bad? I mean, that's possible, but... We don't really know enough about them to say for certain. And there are just some people who are born with these psychic forces in them. Others, they acquire them when they're under hypnosis, or maybe even in an isolation tank. Oh my god. Exactly. So what does this device do? Well... It measures the light or dark content in a person. You see, some people have darkness in them, others have light. Some have none at all. What does this have to do with me being cursed? Jesus. What? Your light content, it made the machine go a little nuts. I've never actually measured anyone who actually had any light in them. It appears you have this crazy amount. Did you have any sense of this? No, of course not. I, I barely know what the fuck you're talking about. What does this have to do with me being cursed? Well, Dr. Messerschmidt's theory is that at this point in human history, there are equal parts light and dark in the world. Okay, I kind of remember that from the Night Visions episode that he was on. And Dr. Measursmith believes that light or dark can be brought into the world when a person is in a vulnerable mental state. 
but he's never actually been able to do it, bring light or dark into the world. An alternate theory that's out there and one I happen to subscribe to is that it's much easier to remove light or dark from the world when someone is in a deep state of psychic vulnerability. And if my theory is correct, the forces you are encountering in the isolation chamber, they're trying to weaken you and take you out of the world somehow. Okay, what the fuck? They're trying to make you believe things that aren't true. To either have you give up your earthly body and stay in a state of trance in the chamber, or possibly to feel so defeated that you end your own life. Why? Because for some reason they're allied with the forces of darkness and they want to shift the equilibrium of the world to possessing more dark than light and advancing human history in darkness's favor. Why would that be? I'm not sure. There are just some who have a preference for dark. But what you're saying is then that they're lying to me, possibly? About being cursed? They're definitely lying to you. A person of your light content, it's not possible to curse you. In fact, in all of Dr. Messerschmidt's or my research, we've never encountered anyone who's cursed. How do you know? Oh, this device. It also measures how cursed you are. And you don't show up as cursed at all. That's an amazing device. So I'm not cursed? No. You can be loved. Okay, thank you. That's amazing. But if you go back into the isolation chamber, think positive thoughts. Say, Doctor. Since I'm, since I'm not cursed, what do you think about... I have a boyfriend. Right. Oh shit, that's me. I have to take this. Hello? Brendan, it's Dr. Miller. Oh, oh hey, Dr. Miller, what's up, big guy? I got some good news. I'm not cursed. Well, I have some bad news. Oh shit, what is it? Did your wife leave you after you told her about your affair with um, Jennifer Chambers? She wasn't happy, but we're working it out. She was just glad I wasn't having an affair with you. What? Never mind. Uh, Look, the Nameless sent one of their goons to visit me. He threatened me and my wife. So look... I have to keep putting you in the isolation chamber. I need you to come into my office for a session soon. Is that who you think all these people are? The nameless? I think so. Okay, Dr. Miller. I'm sorry to hear you were threatened, but I have no problem with going back into the chamber. I'll be able to handle it. How so? I'll just think positive thoughts. Right. Okay. Well, I'll see you soon. See you soon, Dr. Miller. Goodbye.
Voice memo from Arizona Health Board Investigator Julia Castro to Supervisor George Murphy, RE, investigation of former licensee Dr. Jerome Miller and his potential stalker, one Sam, last name unknown. Boss, I'm currently staked out outside of Dr. Miller's Phoenix office. I also have a wiretap on his phone and just listened to a conversation between Dr. Miller and his patient, Brendan. A couple of interesting points. First, Brendan, and I agree with your assessment. He seems like a very special guy. Must have at one point believed he was cursed because at this point he believes he no longer is. Second, at some point, Dr. Miller was having an affair with one Jennifer Chambers. This affair appears to be over. He's told his wife about it, and while she's not happy about it, they're working it out. He's not currently having an affair with Brendan. Jennifer Chambers may be an angle of future investigation. Third, and most importantly, Dr. Miller stated he was threatened by a, quote, goon sent by the, quote, nameless. Not sure who the nameless are, but the threats require Brendan to return as a patient of Dr. Miller. The nameless are another angle of future investigation. I will continue to monitor the situation per my directive. So far, I have not seen hide nor hair of this Sam. I will stay here and watch and listen and think. And as I think, inevitably, my thoughts will stray straight to you. God damn you, boss. Do you know what you did to me? Do you know what you gave me? The most powerful drug with the most powerful withdrawal symptoms on the planet. Hope. Hope that we would connect and love and then you took it away. We came so close. What happened? Why did you withdraw your offer of love? Because of your job? You know you can trust me, boss. I wouldn't tell anyone. You know that. What are you actually afraid of? And now I have to sit here and think of what could have been and see you every day, you fat Irish piece of shit. There can't be that many women on this planet, even this planet of four billion women who would want to kiss your ruddy, bloated face. But I do, and you won't let me, and I'm just not really sure why. And the not knowing, of course, adds to the pain. So fuck you, boss. Fuck you. I'm going to call Joel Greenberg, Dr. Miller's former attorney, and see what he can offer to this investigation. This is investigator Julia Castro. End of voice memo. Joel Greenberg speaking. Hi, Joel. Hi, who is this? I'm Julia. Julia, great. What can I do for you? You can tell me about a man named Sam who may have contacted you about a Dr. Miller who you once represented. Ah, yes, Sam, my good friend. He's your friend? Well, I just talked to him the one time. Then why did you say it was your friend? Everyone's my friend, Julia. In that case, what can you tell me about your friend, Sam? I can tell you that he seemed very concerned about his friend, Brendan. But who are you? Sam's mom? Girlfriend? Do you know Sam's last name? I don't. Come on, Julia. 
Who are you with? Police? FBI? DEA? Not sure if I want to talk any further if you don't tell me. You seem like a very nice young lady, but... I'm an investigator with the health board, Joel. Ah, the illustrious health board. Surveyor of paperwork mix-ups. Say, does George Murphy still work at the health board? I've had to depose him a time or two in some reinstatement cases that I've taken on. Yes, he does. He's my boss, in fact. What's that I hear in your voice? A fondness for the man? Hard to believe anyone could be fond of that Irish bastard. I'm kidding, of course. He's obviously a very kind man. Soft in appearance and soft in his heart. I hope nothing else is soft if you are as fond of him as you sound. I beg your pardon? I'm teasing you, Julia. You mentioned paperwork mix-ups. If you have Dr. Miller's health board file, then you know all about it. Look, I'm going to give you a free tip for your investigation because you sound like a very nice person. What do you know about Law Firm LLC? Only that they served as plaintiff's counsel in the suits against Dr. Miller. Well, that's all anyone knew about them. But after I spoke with Sam the other day, I got curious again. Was able to pull some records, put some pieces together. I'm not a bad investigator myself, Julia. Maybe you could use me at the health board should I ever find myself out of work as an attorney. What did you find out? That law firm LLC never had any real attorneys working for them. All the attorneys they listed as partners and associates I remember from plaques at the lawyers club I sometimes go to. Long dead, they had Sandra Day O'Connor listed as an associate. You bureaucrats need to keep a better eye on your paperwork. Well, so what? All the partners are dead. Doesn't really help us. Sure doesn't. But I also found out that law firm LLC is tied to another local business, the Nameless Corporation. 5252 Broadway, owner listed as one Calvin Shade. I asked around if anyone knew the guy. No one in my very large circle of friends knew who he was. A lot of weird stuff circling this Dr. Miller. Not sure I'd want to be his patient. Hope Brendan's okay. Do you know about Brendan? Sounds like a super kid. But I know this. Miller isn't the problem. He has to be a pawn or something. I sense it. I think it's these nameless fuckers. So did you call over there? I called the number I had, but it just made that obnoxious fax machine sound. Julia, do you think I could fax you sometime? You sound like a great lady. Absolutely not. Oh, that's right. You've got the hots for George Murphy. Well, good luck with that. Goodbye, Joel. Okay, voice memo from investigator Julia Castro to supervisor George Murphy. I just got off the phone with Joel Greenberg. He's given me a lead on an address for an organization associated with law firm LLC, the Nameless Corporation, 5252 Broadway. I'm going to head down there and... Hold on. I see someone approaching Dr. Miller's office. He appears to be drunk and stumbling a bit. He looks like 
Looks like it might be Sam. Hey, you, come here a second. What the fuck do you want, lady? Uh, I'm busy. Busy with what? Seeing my doctor. <laughs> I, I need to check up. What's your name, sir? None of your business, bitch. I'm an investigator with the health board, actually. My name is Julia Castro. Oh, well, it would have been nice of you to investigate my doctor, I don't know, before he started fucking with my friend Brendan's head. Oh, Brendan. Yes, he seems like a wonderful person. What do you know about Brendan? you a question, Sam? How do you know my name? Is that a gun in your waistband? Goddamn right, the Super Monty whatever. You seem tired, Sam. Maybe you can rest here in my car. I got business to take care of. Me too. Maybe our business intersects. Why don't you take a load off here in my car? I've got some coffee you can drink, and while you drink it, maybe I can tell you what I'm working on. It has to do with Dr. Miller. Okay. I'm pretty tired, actually. Okay. Get in. Oh, shit. But what, but, what, but what about Miller and Brendan? I gotta get Miller. No, you don't. Miller's not the problem. I think Brendan's gonna be okay with him. I have a new lead you might be interested in, but why don't you give me your gun? Okay. There you go. Thanks. How about some coffee? Got any lemon water?